Welcome to the Clemson Dubcast. It is spring game week. Bigger than in years past, it feels like. A lot of anticipation, of course, about Garrett Riley and the offense he's going to bring to Clemson. Of course, he's not going to show all the bells and whistles, but I think he's still going to show quite a bit. I think they're going to throw a lot. I don't know if you can make a statement in the spring game, but it kind of feels that way as this offense sort of tries to transform itself, its identity, and the perception of it. Plenty of coverage coming at TigerIllustrated.com. My good friends Blake Smith and Brooke Archenhold have been part of the podcast since the beginning, way back in August of 2018. They have an accomplished team of personal injury attorneys at Parm Smith and Archenhold based in Greenville. They are Clemson people, and their skillful attorneys have decades of experience in complicated litigation matters, taking a special interest in medical malpractice, nursing home abuse, and neglect car accident cases that have left the individuals involved in serious trouble. For a free consultation at Parm Smith and Archenhold, call 864-990-4581 or online at parhamlaw.com. That's P-A-R-H-A-M law.com. Want to share a quick word about Founders Federal Credit Union? If you've been to a sporting event in Clemson, you've probably heard about Founders already. They are the official credit union partner of the Clemson Tigers. In addition to that, all Clemson faculty, staff, and students are eligible for membership as well as IPTA members. Matt Gross is a proud Clemson alum and the vice president for the Clemson market for Founders Federal Credit Union. Matt's office is located beside the Walmart neighborhood market on Old Greenville Highway in Clemson. For more information, go to foundersfcu.com. When you're ready for a complete renovation in your home or business open the door to more with harris home and harris commercial their local experience team will totally transform any room space from beautiful floor coverings to construction to finished details harris handles every step of your renovation process whether it's a kitchen or living room or an industrial or educational setting like some of the positively stunning work they've done at clemson university go to discoverharris.com and experience a total renovation transformation from harris home and harris commercial Okay, there have been some really good sit-downs in recent weeks with all of Clemson's assistant coaches, and a lot of good stuff in there. Today, we felt it'd be cool to present the sit-downs that Kyle Richardson and Lemansky Hall had recently, and we will start with Kyle Richardson, who, by the way, not a fan of country music. (laughs) Good stuff. What's the biggest difference you think in the passing game, um, both between Kay and DJ, and with this new offense that Garrett Riley's bringing? Yeah, you know, um, from a standpoint of just passing game, uh, schematically, it's just it's simple. Um, not a lot of plays, and you take those plays and um, you mix and match them into different formations and motions to make them look different to a defense, but to the quarterback there's still those 10 plays or, or you know uh, whatever it is but it's just a handful of stuff and you know from a quarterback standpoint you know I'm not going to make a comparison between Cade and DJ because they were playing in two different systems and they're not the same um, but at the same time we've uh, done some things like I said schematically that I think will take advantage of our personnel take advantage of our skill set at the receiver position, at the tight end position, at the running back position. And it's only going to benefit um, the quarterbacks that we're bringing in here. And, and currently with Cade and, and CV and uh, Hunter Helms has done a great job um, learning the system and being able to execute it. And today at practice, we made some big plays offensively. Had a really good day at practice. And they're just starting to get more comfortable with it. And as the quarterbacks get more comfortable, they become more confident. And then that starts to just kind of spread throughout the rest of the group. So um, it's just, I would say, if I put it in one word, simple. Quick programming note real quick. If anybody wants to step out, Cole Turner started as well, if not continue. I think, uh, I think last year at this time, simplifying was one of the buzzwords, too. Was the difference then compared to now just eliminating a lot of the stuff that had built up in the playbook over years, and now it's just a matter of yeah. reducing it to... Yeah, it's it's you know it's it's different because last year, uh, simplifying was trying to simplify the system that we were in, and trying to eliminate some things that that we don't run a lot or we put in and don't run during the season. So that simplifying was totally different than what I'm saying now, 
from this offense scheme schematically is just simple and it's easy. Um, last year we were trying to, you know, take a bunch of years that are kind of probably, you know, jumped on top of each other in addition and addition and there wasn't a lot of subtraction. So when I got the job last year, that was one of the things I wanted to do is kind of subtract some things. You know, we, we're quick to add a lot of stuff and, and all offenses are like that. You're quick to add a lot of stuff and not really think about it. Um, and then next thing you know, you go from, you know, a system of this to, you know, it's just kind of a hodgepodge of a lot of stuff. So last year when I was talking simplifying, and that's what we did as an offense, we, we, we did simplify. We took out some stuff that we didn't run a lot or we were just practicing and repping because that's the way we had done it years before. Um, this Now it's totally different because, again, it's a totally different scheme. Um, so when you, when you hear the, the buzzword simple, it's because the scheme is simple. We're not coming in, you know, and going, hey, we need to simplify things. It's already already simplified now we need to go rep it now we need to go learn it now we need to be like I said we need to be comfortable with it and then that comfortable will lead to confidence and uh and you can slowly see that happening every single day um that we get more more time with it whether it's mental reps or physical reps you know it's not just about practicing the days that we practice we get 15 times out on the field but that that's not how many times we get in the classroom uh learning this system too so that's part of it you know, it's one of those things where, um, you know, this system just kind of allows them to, to play, you know, um, where, you know, in the past there may have been, hey, this play, this route has to be like this. It's got to be this many steps or it's got to be, you know, run to this vicinity and you have to stay in this spot or whatever. You know, this this is a little bit of, hey, this is where we want you to go. And on the way there, if some things happen, then let's play football. Um, so that's probably what he was meaning by that. But, you know, I, I tell the tight ends all the time, like, defensive coaches get paid too, you know. And, and defensive coaches spend a lot of time game planning and, and trying to scheme you up. Um, so I may draw up a look or I may show you a look, and that's the perfect look, you know, because I'm drawing it up. And I want it to look perfect or look right so I can teach it to you. But then you get out on the field and it don't look that way or it's different. And that's, that's what that means, you know. Here's, here's how we got to install it and here's what we're installing it against. But when you get out there and we're not, the coaches aren't between the white lines, you still got to go play football. And you still got to find a way to make this play work. Um, so that's kind of what that means. And, and there's some plays in the system like, no, it, it, it's black and white. You know, but there's a lot of plays within this system that not only the quarterback has some freedom to check one dude or to change something. Um, the receiver also has some freedom. The tight end has some freedom. The running back has some freedom. Hey, I went here when you told me to go here and it wasn't there. So now I'm going here and that's OK. We're all on the same page. Um, but the biggest thing is, as long as we're making definitive decisions that the quarterback knows why we're doing what we're doing and we're both on the same page whether it's quarterback and tight end quarterback receiver quarterback and running back even if you're wrong in making that decision if he knows why you're making the decision and where you're going we can still make it right and that and that's kind of what that what that means last year the concept was option routes and putting options yeah, we're really not, you know, this system is not a big option route system. Um, it's, it's like I said, it's more, hey, you're running this route and you need to run this route. Now, if things happen within that route while you're running that route, you could, you could change some things up. Um, from like last year, it was, hey, you could go right or you could go left based off some things. And that's not really how this, this system works. So we're not living in that world. You know, we, we changed some things last year to, to make some of our plays just help ourselves in some of those plays. But with this system, you really don't have to do that. Um, it, it, like I said, it's more about, hey, I'm going right. 
I may go right high, I may go right low, but I'm going right. And, and there's no, like, I may go right, left, or straight based off of where the defense is. And that's kind of what that, that was last year when we were uh, tweaking some things. And, and, then, and then some of those things, like, we saw production and we saw some good things happen from those things. Um, but now none of that matters. We're not, we're not doing that really much anymore. Talk about some publicity of scheme. Uh, is that one of the things that enabled uh, TCU's offense to go so fast? And do you expect this offense to be noticeably faster than last year? Yeah, you know, the good thing about, you know, this offense is um, with it being simple, with them, with not a lot of plays, right, um, you can play faster. And one of the big reasons why you can play faster is because you're thinking faster. And the mental side of it is not slowed down. Um, so, yeah, we'll be able to control the tempo however we want to. Um, but the play calls get in quicker. You know, we're not, um, you know, in this system, the, the Garrett is going gonna, is gonna to signal the play. You don't have boards and you don't have all that other stuff in the past in order for us to get a play going. There was a lot of stuff that had to happen and orchestrated to, to even get the play call in. And then from there, there was a ton of communication that had to happen to get the play call started. Um, so you're not, you don't see that that much in this offense. So if you want to play fast, there's opportunities to play faster because it is, like I said, it, it's, it's easier. It's, it's simple. Play calls aren't as, as long and, and as detailed. Um, but if you want to play slow, you can play slow. You want to huddle, you want to huddle, you know. You want the quarterback to slow it down and control a little bit, you can do that too. So that's the beauty of, of this. You can, and, and there's a bunch of different TCU, Oklahoma, you know, all the teams, uh, you know, that, that's, that's really made their living in this system. They're not a breakneck speed as fast as you can go. And, and you go and you look, and they're not going to be the number one, number two, number three, you know, most most called plays in a game. But when they want to go fast, they can go fast. And and that's the that's a strength to the to this offense. And that will be something different than than what you've probably seen in the past past few years here. How, how much of any this year role changed in actually coordinating the passing game and or maybe there's some different things that Gary has asked you to do. Yeah, you know, we're still um still kinda new in the process the biggest thing right now was you know right when he got here we jumped right on the road recruiting so i mean he was here a day or two and the next thing you know me and him was in a plane and we're you know headed out on, on the recruiting trail we're not even talking offense or football but um you know as we've grown our relationship and 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 kind of go through this spring and and see how it all comes together um, I'm sure there'll be more that kind of comes down from we're not talking game planning yet or any of that type of stuff. Uh, for me, it's been, you know, I've been in the system for 13 years. So, um, you know, obviously the last seven I've been out of the system uh, being here at Clemson. But for 13 years, this is what I ran um, at uh, North Gwinnett High School, Southeastern Louisiana University and at Northwestern High School. Um, so I'm. He knows that, and he knew that coming in, and, and and he knew my, you know, how familiar I was with with the system. So that's helped us too, just kind of, uh, you know, me seeing his version of it and learning it, and that's what's been great for me. Like I said, I've been out of it for seven years. Uh, it's kind of like you ride a bike; you, you never forget it, you know. But um, it's been really good for me to kind of. I'm not starting from scratch. But with Garrett, you know, I'm, I'm learning his signals. You know, I'm learning, you know, what he sees in certain play calls based off of what I saw, you know, in the past of running it. So that's been really good to kind of spend some time with him on that. But, you know, from a passing game coordinator standpoint, you know, um, we're going to work together like we always do. But at the end of the day, he's the offense coordinator. And he'll call the plays, and, and, um, and, and I can't wait to – to be a part of it in whatever capacity, you know, he needs me in. Um, you know, Brenny's been, uh, I've just seen a totally different burning stool. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, I told him yesterday, I, I am super proud of him. Um, you know, I've, I've challenged him a lot 
since I've taken over the tight end spot. Um, and, and, you know, he was, he's such a talented player. And with that, he still has so much room to grow and how far he can go based off his potential. Um, and, you know, again, like anything else, as, as we've spent more time together and our relationship has, has grown, um, you know, he trusts me more. And, and he knows that I want, I want what's best for him too. Um, but my biggest challenge to him going into, um, you know, this offseason was, hey, I need to see you take another step in maturity. I need to see you take another step in leadership. And I need to see consistency. And, and he, is, he has been really, really good in all three of those areas um, with losing – uh, Luke out of the room and with l losing Davis out of the room, you know, from a leadership standpoint, that, that's two huge pieces of the puzzle. Great players, but what they did to lead this group, you know, you can't, it's hard to replace that. And that's what I challenge Brenny with. And Sage too. Sage does, has done a really good job. This is the first spring where Sage has had, been healthy and, and has been able to do some good things and be out there. So, I'm excited for the whole room um, with this new offense. They're excited about it. I see a different look in their eyes as they come to meetings, as they come to practice. Um, but I would say right now, you know, we're, we're halfway through spring. I'm very pleased with the entire group, and, um, and I'm excited to, to, to see what they're going to do with this new offense. Speaking of, of this offense, you Go to Southeast Louisiana, you've got Howell. Southeastern. Southeastern. South, I mean, put some respect on the Lions yeah. name, you know? But you've got yeah, Howell, Mommy, Matt Mommy, the, the, the Air Raid. You learn it, bring it back to South Carolina. Is that really your first experience with it? And so, yeah. so you brought it back. So. Yeah, I was uh, – so originally when I went to meet with uh, Howell and Matt and Gary Goff, who's the uh, – head coach at McNeese State. Uh, they were all at Southeastern, and I was at North Gwinnett High School in Georgia. And um, so I was there for, for two years, and the co the head coach I was working for there worked with Coach Mummy at Kentucky and, and at Southeastern. Um, so he actually sent me down there to learn it, to bring it back to North Gwinnett so I could, you know, um, we could install it at North Gwinnett. So I was at North Gwinnett with it, Installed it at North Gwinnett, then went to Southeastern after that, was a part of that run, and then brought it to Northwestern. Uh, so between those three schools, it was 13 years of, of being in the system. But, yeah, like, you know, I don't – nobody was really doing it in the state of South Carolina. You know, obviously, um, you know, Bobby was having a good run at, at Burns during that with, with spread, and they were probably the best spread team at that point. And, and we did it a little bit different. We did it this air raid version. Um, but, yeah, and then, you know, it was, it was funny. A lot, of, a lot of coaches in the state, you know, I was new to the state, and now I'm bringing this, you know, weird system, and we're going to do things a little bit different. And you know, I got made fun of by a lot of coaches in the state. And then a couple of years later, we, we weren't getting made fun of anymore for running what we were running. So now a lot of people running in the state, and which is cool to see. It's kind of grown, and, and there's a lot of – air raid versions of, of this offense in, in the state of South Carolina now. So to piggyback off of that, yes, everybody ran the veer or the option or something like that as a way to try and compete. And then after you started doing that, how much did you see the proliferation of the spread four and five wide? After? Yeah, it's just like anything else. You know, it was a lot of doubt. And, you know, and then you start having some success with it, and then people want to start, you know, doing it and or trying to do it. Um, the key to it is, is there's a lot of people that will try to copycat it, but, but it's not about the plays. It's, it's about how you practice it. You know, you got to practice it a certain way. Uh, you got to meet a certain way, you know. Um, you got to have a mentality a certain way to get out there and do the thing as a coach, uh, do some of the things that you're going to do. So, you know, I saw a lot of people come through Northwestern while I was there, and, and we were open doors just like we are here, and like, yeah, show you whatever you want, you know, teach you whatever you want. But very few, if any, would walk out of there and fully commit to it. And, and that's the thing. You have to 100% commit to this system and how it's run, practiced, the whole nine. And, uh, and Coach Swinney's done that. 
you know. It, it, it hasn't been a situation where, you know, uh, and I knew that when Garrett was coming and bringing it, I knew that, hey, this isn't – you can't go half and half, you know. Uh, you can't be 75-25 and you can't piece together what the best part of, of what Garrett does to the best part of what Clemson did in the past or whatever. It's – no, it's got to be 100%. And, and Coach has done an awesome job with that, just, hey – you got the keys. This is why I brought you here. Teach it to these guys, and let's go. And and let's get our confidence back, you know. And let's get our swagger back. And um, and it's just been fun to see the kids respond. They they are having a they're having fun, you know. And they're just kind of not like I said earlier. They're it's it's just a lot easier and more simple where they're not bogged down in a lot of details. And they can just go play football. That's why they came here. They came here to get a great education from Clemson. They came here to play football. And they came here to play football at a high level. And for most of these kids, they watched a lot of dudes out there make a lot of plays offensively that looked a lot of fun. And they wanted to be a part of that. And 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 I and I think that's where we're going. I think that's where we're headed back to. Um, just need a little change. And and that's what we got. And change is tough, but change is, is can be really, really good too. So I don't know if Dabble told you personally, you got a text. Garrett Riley's coming here. Just what were your initial thoughts? This is my wheelhouse now. Yeah. I was excited. I think somebody quoted me as pig in mud. I've heard that a couple times. That's, geez, I shouldn't have said that. I keep getting gifts of pigs rolling around in mud from people. And I don't have a, I don't remember saying it, but I obviously I said it. Yeah. So now I get, you know, gifts of pigs in mud. And, and I'm like, what in the world does that mean? And then they tell me whatever. So. <coughs> I was very excited. Um, you know, I, I I had sat here, obviously being in it for 13 years and then being here, um, I always watched, you know, for, for years, I would always at the end of the season go, I just, I just love to study offenses and, and what makes offenses tick and not just ours or air raid or whatever. So you always look at like the top five, top 10 offenses in the country. And they all had basically the same M.O. They didn't run a lot of plays, but they were great at a handful of stuff. And when you looked at the top offenses in the country, year in, year out, it was two things that stood out. It was academies, Army, Navy, right, Air Force. And then it was the Oklahomas, you know. It, it was – it was the Texas Techs or, or wherever, you know, um, back in the day. So when you look at those, and, and even to an extent, you know, Baylor, you know, years ago, when they were running a version of it. So, you know, I, I always envision, man, with the players that we have here, if we could run a version of this system, like, we could shoot up to that, you know. And so – as soon as I heard that, that Garrett was coming, it was like, man, I was like, obviously I was excited, but the flip side of it was like for years, I wanted to get back to, to that. And I didn't have to leave Clemson to get back to that, which is even better. Um, so for me, I mean, I can't, I can't say, and I'd heard a lot of great, I'd, I'd, me and Garrett both were like, you know, I know, his, I know his brother, you know, over the years, but me and Garrett both was like, when he first got here, he was like, I think I've met you somewhere. I think we've come across each other somewhere, but he couldn't get past. I guess because I had the beard, it didn't connect. So one day he's in my office in my business card. You know, obviously I'm, a, I'm, I'm you know, clean shaven in my business card. And he's like, I knew I'd met you somewhere before. And it was when he was at East Carolina and, and I would go up there to see Lincoln and talk ball. And he was up there. So anyway, it's been it's been good to just, you know, grow a relationship with him and and like I said I'm super fired up that we get to do this at at Clemson and we get to see this offense at at Clemson with the with the talent that we got almost identical not 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 much difference he's there's a couple things maybe Odd in stuff that maybe I did different, and there was a couple of things odd in stuff that that he does different. Um, but I mean, those are like one-offs, not not from a base core, you know, conceptual part of the offense, like identical.
quarterbacks throwing it at the time, um, so you can see who's throwing on the side, that kind of stuff. Just how much do you think that helps too, or do you think it does help some? All right, so we got, I don't know if you're taping this, but we got to rewind the tape, all right? Remember what I said? You got to practice it a certain way, right? So none of that stuff is foreign to me because in 2003, when I was down in Louisiana learning this offense, Southeastern Louisiana, all right? Uh, Get your coordinates right, all right? When I was learning the offense, that's what I was told, 2003. You got to practice a certain way, and those are certain ways that you got to practice it. You know, quarterbacks got to throw balls, and they got to throw it to the guys that's going to catch them: receivers, running backs, tight ends. And there, there should be no wasted rep. Nobody should be standing around when we could have five balls flying. Let's go. Um, and and I did some of that. On, you know, y'all would probably see my pre-practice a little bit last year, and in between uh, drills, I did a lot of that with the tight ends. You know, that was the group that I could control and and handle and. And that's what we did. We did some of the pre-practice drills that we do now. We did those just, it was just on a smaller scale with tight ends. But, you know, you got to believe in a lot of stuff and, and the practice and the way you practice and, and that part that you're seeing, that's it. You got to do that. And if you don't, you're, you're going to be just average with, with, with the scheme. Um, so that's why you see that. To the average fan, what's the most obvious I mean, every, every offense, I mean, to the average fan, you know, it's – they just want to see see people making plays, you know. And to me, I, th- I think you put – in this offense, you put players um, in better positions to make plays. Um, so – I mean, there's some plays that, that are in this scheme that, that we've run for seven and eight years and nine and, you know, all the way back to, to Chad. Um, but just overall, with it being, a, you know, easier, not as much, and now you can spend more time formation up people, motion up people, change the look um, for the defense. It just puts players in, in better space to make plays. Um, so I would say that would be be the biggest thing. You'll probably see. I I, I know we're going to throw the ball downfield uh, more than in the past. Um, there's a there's a lot of crossing routes and um, you know you know intermediate in the middle in between the hashes that are part of the concept. So you'll see probably more balls uh, in that 10 to 15 yard area in the middle of the field. Um, so you'll, you'll see some things like that that maybe stand out. But at the end of the day, it's about putting our best players in position to make plays. And it's just easier to do that when you're not kind of locked in a box of this play has to be this. It has to be these people on the field, and they're stuck where they are. That, that's not really how this is. This, this play may be that, and we may do this, 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 and this, and move this guy around in three, four different positions three different times, but it's still this play. So the quarterback don't care where they're all at. He just knows what? This play. Does that make sense? Um, So it allows somebody like Antonio, all right? Like, we go into a week and we go, how can we get Tone on their worst DB without changing the offense? How can we get Brenny on their worst interior defender without changing the play? So that's probably what you'll see a little bit more of. And then obviously you're going to, the, the receivers are going to – the outside receivers are going to stay on their sides. We're not going to be moving all over the place. That'll probably be one of the biggest things that, that you'll see a big difference. The average fan, you won't see a lot of people running around to get lined up. We'll get lined up quick, and then from there we can either run to play quick or we can just run it at a normal tempo. But we'll be able to get lined up quicker – and not just kind of be all over the place, kind of herky-jerky to even get lined up to start the play. And that, that, that will probably be, now I'm thinking about it, that will be probably one of the bigger bigger things that you'll, that you'll see. And I also think you'll be able to take advantage of Maffa and Shipley and those guys. So here's what's going to happen. With being able to spread people out and being able to uh, attack more downfield, even in some of the screen game, what's going to happen is is you're going to lighten up that box because the threat, 
not necessarily what the percentages are, but the threat of you being able to throw the football at a high level is going to loosen that box up because they got to come out and defend. And now you're going to get Phil, you're going to get Shipley, you're going to get them on five-man boxes or really loose boxes um, just from the threat of the pass. I used to kid around at, at you know, I never, when I was at Northwestern, I never called any, I never called the offense air raid. Like, it, I, I didn't get caught, like, a name doesn't mean anything. It's about what you execute and what you do. But, you know, a lot of the media would be like, man, air raid, so that means what? We're going to throw it all over the place. They come to practice and see routes on air and see five quarterbacks throwing five balls for ten minutes, and it's like, man, that dude never runs the ball, you know? Well, I would never correct him. And I would never say, hey, you need to check the percentage of run versus pass. I didn't, I didn't tell them that. I wanted them to write the articles that said I throw it all over the place because that defensive coordinator next week is reading your article saying, man, that dude never runs the ball. Well, great. Don't defend the run then. And next thing you know, you got a four-man box, five-man box, and here we are, gash city in the run game. So, you know, don't, don't get it twisted that just because we throw a lot of balls at practice right now, and we putting Moffin and Shipley on the shelf. Uh, no, it, it's, this benefits them just as much as it benefits anybody else and, and, uh, on, our, <coughs> on our offensive side. You're using some smoke screens right now for all those defensive coordinators out there. Hey, it is what it is. <laughs> they, don't, hey, they don't read y'all's articles. <laughs> I mean, you know, we 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 didn't complete some some balls that we needed to complete to probably loosen them up a little bit. But no, nah, I mean, I don't think we, you know, I don't think we went into games and and said, man, they 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 don't you know respect the passing game at all, and you know. Um, but with this version of a system, it's easier to loosen them up, um, probably versus versus what we did um, in the past. And with a guy like you know, we've talked about Brenny. Um, with a guy like Brenny, you know, is his strength going to be more in the box or matchup problems out in space? Well, let's let's you know, we're not to say that we're not going to use him in the box. But we'll probably use him more in space than we have in the past just because the system's a little bit different. So then that benefits him, but it also benefits the run game. You don't need that extra blocker in there sometimes because the threat of him being out here, it's like Kelsey with Kansas City. You know, you better go out there and defend him if he's out there. I don't care if he's got T.E. beside his name as tight end. And then what happens? You get some loose – even at that level, you get some looser boxes. But at the same time – Brennan and Sage and whoever it is has got to come back in the box and be physical enough to help us in the run game too because we're not going away from that either. Uh, so we're going to be uh, we're going to be fine. I think Kate ran a version of this. I guess at Westlake. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I feel like he has a certain comfort you can tell with this style. And you think this? this yeah, I think yeah, I think it fits him. Fits him well. I don't know like exactly what version <laughs> of offense he ran, but. Um, you know, with his skill set, this is this is a really good fit for him. But you know, he's loving it and and having having a ball out there running around making plays. And that whole quarterback group has been has been awesome to see. Just kind of take in take in a, a new coach at their position, but also a new offensive system. And man, they're out there having having a blast. The learning curve is kind of an equalizer. Usually, the freshmen come in and they're all trying to learn the playbook in the offense. Now you got upperclassmen trying to learn all the same things. Does it kind of bridge the gap a little bit? You know, I mean, you know, it's what's been cool about it is just kind of seeing, you know, it's kind of been an equal, you know, level playing field for uh, all the players and a bunch of the coaches too. You got to remember that the coaches don't don't know the system either. Uh, so it's been pretty pretty cool to watch us all just kind of go out there and 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 start from square one, you know, and and go learn it and and have a good time doing it, and and it's just been the players have been awesome. Players have been awesome. They've accepted uh, all the changes and have been really excited about it. And uh, like I said, for me, it's 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 a different kind of excitement for me because now I get to kind of go back to 
what I loved and, 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 and what, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I had a lot of success with that offense, which allowed me to get the attention of Coach Sweeney to eventually get a job here. So it's just kind of come full circle to be able to uh, have that offense here now and, and for me to continue to grow in it too and, and learn new things from Garrett. Um, that's been great for me is, is to learn the tweaks and, and why he thinks the way he thinks. And, uh, and that's only going to make me better for, for my future too. Yeah, you know, for me, it was first time ever coaching tight ends. I never coached tight ends before. I coached quarterbacks or receivers. Uh, so the I was just telling somebody the other day, like things are so like have slowed down for me on the field at practice. And there's two parts to that. You know, the one part of it is I know the system. Uh, so that makes things slower for me. But I also know, you know, the ins and outs of tight end play better than I did at this time last year. Um, and, you know, I understand how a tight end fits within this system probably better than I know how a tight end fit in, the, in our previous system because that was, that was new to me. So I was trying to grasp that part of it where I've played with a tight end before in this system. Um, and and coached receivers in this system. Um, so when the tight end's out of the box, it's like he's another receiver. Um, so I just know it know it better, regardless of whether it's a tight end or a receiver. So to me, it's kind of slowed down to where um, – and I got a better relationship with the tight ends because we've been together for a year now that with the guys that have come back. So uh, I trust them more, and they trust me more, and, and, and we're just having a good time installing this offense and learning it and growing it. So I would say things have just slowed down for me and I just see it a little bit better now. According to your tight ends, they say motivational Monday, Tupac Tuesday, Wheezy Wednesday. That's right. Wheezy Whitney Wednesdays. Wheezy Whitney, It's a mix. Sorry. It's mix. Sake said that, that he, he loves that, that, you know, no country music allowed. Mm -mm. But how do you I'd walk out of this session if you dropped a country <laughs> song right now. <laughs> how do you use that music to, to kind of get those guys focused in? I mean, how is that... How does that work together? You know, we, we got, uh, when we go to practice, you know, we got Tanoga Tuesdays and Working Man Wednesday. And, and I've always had music, and I've always named it, you know, when we, it's a routine. And I'm trying to build a routine with them. So to me, it's like, all right, well, we're going to have a routine in music when it comes to in the season. So, you know, on Tuesday when we come in here and Pac's blasting, you know what today is? It's Tupac Tuesday. It's also Tanoga Tuesday, right? So they connect together, and they know the routine, and they understand, and they start connecting the dots. They know on Friday, Friday's Focus Friday. So on Friday, we have like a 10-minute meeting. That's all we really get. So on Focus Friday, there's no music on Friday because I need them to understand it's Focus Friday for Clemson football. So there's no music. Um, but, you know, it's Throwback Thursday. You didn't mention Throwback Thursday. That's probably – that's probably the day they don't like as much because um, it's just a mixture of a lot of, you know, 90s and early 2000s, and they're just not as hip to that as I am. Um, but they're starting to really come along on the, on the Wheezy Whitney. You know, today we had a 6 a.m. position meeting, and I went to wake them up. You know, I'm going to crank something up as loud as we can go. And before I could even hit it, Banks Pope goes, I'd like to have a little Whitney Houston to get me ready. So, of course, hey, top of our lungs, I will always love you. And that's how I end this media session. I will always love you. If you're in the Columbia or Sumter or PD areas and you're in any way interested in buying and selling a home, commercial property, land, need to consider reaching out to Uptown Realty. They're based out of Sumter and run by a friend of mine, Patrick Enzer, big Clemson guy, used to cover the Tigers in a newspaper capacity, longtime supporter of Tiger Illustrated, longtime listener to the Dubcast. The home buying process should be an enjoyable experience, so let Patrick and his staff do all the heavy lifting. All you got to do is pick up the phone and call 803-774-0435 or go to uptownrealtysc.com.
Solero Communications, formerly known as Tandem Payment, is a full-service integrated electronic payments provider powered by leading-edge technology. Solero provides a wide array of merchant solutions, simplified payments. They make onboarding, taking payments, maintaining risk management and compliance, and getting support quick and easy. At Solero, they're all about helping you achieve sustainable growth as a business. Taking payments isn't the only thing your business needs. With Solero's solutions, you can manage inventory, sell products and services via social media, Media, schedule staff, track sales, get reports, and much, much more. Find out more about Solero at solerocommerce.com. That's C-E-L-E-R-O commerce.com. Another loyal supporter of the Dubcast is Blackacre Law Firm in Greenville, a subsidiary of Parm Smith and Archenthold. Blackacre helps South Carolina residents achieve their dreams of home ownership by providing experienced professional representation for real estate closings. Attention to detail is crucial in real estate law. Blackacre is committed to making sure nothing gets by them preparing residential or commercial closings. Blackacre also offers estate planning services for their clients in the Greenville area. Find out more about Blackacre at 864-326-3507. All right. So, um, man, it's been a great spring so far. Um, been very pleased with my guys in terms of what we're trying to accomplish uh, this spring. The goal was coming in was we got to get more physical, Right, we got to get more uh, detailed in what we're doing from a fundamental technique standpoint, and then we got to get these guys playing at a high level. And so that was my goal. Um, I just wanted my guys to know what to do. It's always alignment, assignment, and key. If you know how to line up, you know your assignment, then you have a better chance of executing the play. And so I've been I've been very pleased with where we are right now. You know, with XT and Maskell being out, you know, I've had a chance to play a lot of guys. You get a chance to see Kay Denhoff. You get a chance to see TJ Parker, who um, I'm really excited about. You know, he's, he's everything that I thought he would be recruiting him. And, uh, man, he's going to help us tremendously. And then you get an opportunity to see Zaire Patterson, um, who's, who's, who's a kid that's that's, you know, growing. He's still developing, but so far he's done a great job. And Jaheim and uh, Armand Mason has been the surprises uh, so far in camp. So it's been fun. It's been, go- been fun coaching these guys. And um, I'm excited just to see uh, the development moving forward. I understand Armand and Kate had pretty good scrimmage this Saturday. Yes, I did. Um, I, was, I was pleased with what they were doing. Now, I think Kate had a better scrimmage. Armand had a few mental errors, but um, he's, he's shown flashes, man, from a pass rush standpoint, just from a knowledge um, that I've been, been pleased with him. He's still a, a young man that has not played a lot of football, and he's still learning. So the mistakes that he's making or the other guys are making, those are guys are making mistakes because they've never played a lot of football. And so from my standpoint, you know, I have to – be patient, and uh, you know I'm a competitor. And I want to win. I want to do. I want to be perfect, but not every rep is perfect. And uh, but so I can. All I can do is just keep coaching them hard. You know, just coaching them hard, coaching them on the details of what we're trying to do, and and get them to execute at a high level. Yeah. Well. Well, I think if he continued to do what he's been doing in terms of uh, understanding the defense, playing physical, uh, taking advantage of the opportunity, we've had two guys, you know, masculine and XT. So he's been getting a lot of reps. And I think getting reps is going to help him. And he's done a great job. You know, every year I, I talk about having five to six guys ready to play. And that's still my plan. That's the goal. And, and hopefully um, – you know, K to be one of those guys in the rotation. You talk about TJ Parker. Yeah. Well, he's physical. Uh, he's a big kid. He he has, <laughs> has a great foundation. His his D line coach has done a great job uh, in preparing him for for college football. For a young man who should be in, in in high school to come in, man, and play and execute and do the things that he's doing on the field um, as a high schooler. You know, he, I've been very pleased. And I, I saw that 
you know, when I would go watch him practice. I saw that when I watched him play. Um, he's, he's doing a great job. He's physical at point of attack. He can rush the quarterback. You know, he's a, what we call a plug-and-play guy. That means he come in day one, and he can, you can put him in. He can play, and he can execute. And, and, and that's what I wanted when I recruited him, and that's what we got. Peter Woods can play anywhere he wants to on the on the D line. He's that he's just that good. And right now, uh, he's been playing mostly inside. But man, we, he's going to play wherever we need him to play, and he can do it. He can play that position at a high level as well. So if we need him to play at an end position, that's where he'll play. So. everybody will notice, I guess, or, or let everybody see what Right. Well, he's, man, he's, he's, he's a physical kid. He's twitched up. You know, he plays with a tremendous effort. He uh, had a great D-line coach coming out of high school. And so the foundation for him is already there. He's a competitor. He's hungry. He's all those things. And you can, you know, Coach Sweeney talks about you, you know it when you see it. I saw Peter Woods as a freshman. And I was like, wow, you don't get to see many guys like that. And, uh, man, he's just he, – he's all of that. And I'm happy he's on our team. I guess he's not able to practice, but we're just going back to him going back this season. I mean, were you surprised at all when he came back for a 60-year or, or what do you think? No, I wasn't surprised. You know, I was not surprised. XT needed to come back. You know, I, you know if you, you've been injured and you haven't uh, – done the things that he wanted to do from a football standpoint. And, you know, we talk about his draft stock wasn't where it needed to be. And so now he gets a chance to come back and, 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 and hopefully stay healthy and, and, and prove that he deserves to be uh, one of those top guys. And so just having him, uh, you know, it's, 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 been, it's been good to see the other guys play, but knowing that I'm going to have an opportunity to get X back, and then Masco, uh, that's good. And I get, to, you know, I got a chance to truly evaluate the young players, and so that's that's it's been a it's been a blessing to be able to do that. Um, that's a good question. Is uh, I think you know, XT man, he's always been an explosive guy, right? I think I think for him, it's just been detailed and. And his, you know, things that we ask him to do, you know, from a run game standpoint, you know, understanding block rec, um, understanding being physical at point of attack, you know, just complete his pass rush, just get a get a um, get some tools in his pass rush game, and if he's able to do that, and we saw the two games where he played last year and he was lights out, and uh, you know, he's he's dialed in on what it what it's going to take. Uh, his body is look. He looks amazing, and so we just got to keep him healthy. And um, if if that happens, I mean, he could he could tear this place up and really be really really good. And that's what we're looking for. How is he trying to handle this recovery process? Yeah. Well, I think initially you got to you got to. I think he had a hard time initially because he was disappointed, but uh, he's in a good headspace right now. And that's what we want. If if we can keep him locked in, and and good in his in his headspace and um, and he's focused, dialed in, uh, that's the best version of XT. And that's what I see right now. And I saw that he stepped up the other day, just been a vocal guy in my meeting on the field. You know, I'm asking him questions, man. What did you see? You know, how can you encourage these guys? That's that's a different XT. He's never been that guy before, and so that's encouraging for me. As a position coach, knowing that, you know, I'm preaching, I'm preaching that message, but I got one of my guys just right there, he and Masco both, uh, you know, encouraging the, the players, and that's what we got to have. How is, uh, is Masco? You know, obviously, it wasn't too bad for what I saw the other day, but where's his status as far as rest of the spring goes on? Oh, he's good, man. He, you know, hurt his ankle, but he was in full practice today, and uh, I'm excited about that. I got a chance to get him a lot of reps. He's been good in my meetings. He's locked in. He's been encouraging. He's been like you know coaching those guys, and uh, that's what I need for those those two players 
to, to help me out, to, to, to be a leader. And you can't leave if you're not here. And so I'm always reminding those guys, that, look, man, I need for you to be locked in in my meetings and, you know, bring these young guys on and, and be the leader that we're looking for. So he's been, he's been, I've been really pleased with Maskell. It wasn't a sales pitch. He, he, he let me know and told Coach Sweeney, Coach, I'm coming back. I said, hey, let's go. You know, you, you don't have to sell Clemson. You don't have to sell our program. These guys understand what we have and what they want to accomplish. Um, and it's our goal. It's my goal. It's our, our job is to help them get, get to that point. You know, I played in the NFL, and I know guys want to get there. You know, I played nine years. It was, it was a hard nine years. And so, you know, if I can do anything to help them, I've, I've lived that dream. And so I want to help them uh, reach their goal and have an opportunity to play there. Well, he got to continue to perform on the field, right? You got to got to make plays that you're supposed to make. You got to be available. You got to do the little things. Uh, and if he can continue to do that and stay on the right track, and Masco is he's gaining weight. He's he's uh, doing the things that he needs to do in the castle, taking care of his body. He's eating well. He's getting rest. He's doing all those things. And this is not the I've never seen this Masco before. So I'm excited to see uh, his progression moving forward. Do you think that's just because he knows? <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. I think so. You know, a lot of guys are waiting on like, man, when am I going to get my time? I was that way. Um, but I think he feels that. Like, now I got an opportunity to, to really be the guy. And he does. And so, but he hadn't, you know, we don't have any starters you know, if T.J. Parker, Parker wants to play, Kate Denhoff wants to play, Zaire, those guys want to play. And so got to have competition in my room. And we haven't even talked about David Ojebwe and A.J. Hoffler yet, right? And so I got, I got, a, I got a, a deep room, and I got guys that are coming in that wants to play football right away. And so I'm, I'm telling those guys, man, just push the starters. And starters, you got to – you got to continue to work hard each and every day because we grade everything. Individual, team, pass rush, we grade everything. And everything counts. Nope. I do not. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm you know, we've been, I've graded every uh, scrimmage, every practice reps, um, and I'm, I'm still sitting down, I'm, I'm evaluating everything. And so hopefully coming out of spring, uh, I can have somewhat of a, a pecking order and how I want it, want it to look, but I, I really don't right now. Uh, sure. Yeah, we got we got one or two guys. I, I don't want to say yet, but um, I do have guys that 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 are um, doing a really good job. But you know, it's ebbs and flows. It's not consistent. You know, guys are still making mental errors. All right, guys are still misaligned, right? So, you know, you get, the, you get at one moment, you look around, you're like, oh, man, he's, he's making some strides. And then, you're like, the next day, like, oh, my goodness. So they're young guys, right? They're going to make mistakes. So I'm, I don't want to say who, who in my second or third or whatever, uh, you know, third or fourth. I just think all the guys are working hard, and they got to continue to do that, and I'm going to continue to evaluate until we get to uh, fall camp. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, you know, I, I think, like I said earlier, the guys are working hard. And I'm pleased so far with what I've seen out of the young guys. We're not quite there yet, but um, they, they are definitely making strides. Yep. Well, surprise in terms of just uh, his fundamentals and technique. Uh, Jaheim can rush the quarterback. There's no doubt, man. His that's one of his skill set, and so for us as a defense, we gotta we gotta put him in the right situation so he can do what he's good at. Uh, I don't expect to see Jaheim in a in a four eye or a three technique trying to take on guards and tackles. All right, I like to see him on the edge and 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 rush the quarterback, and so that's the skill set that he brings to the table. And as a position coach, it's my job to make sure that I um, help those guys identify what they're good at.
And that's one of the things that Jaheim is good at. So we're going to get him on the field in some, some passing situations. Yes, sir. I, I think that. Yes, yes. He can. He can definitely rush the quarterback. Yep. Yep. So he has. He's. He's eating well. He's eating better. Okay. <laughs> um, he's doing the things that we're asking him to do. He's. Uh, he's working with D Love, in the weight room. D Love has done a great job of, uh, just putting mass on our guys and and working them hard and. That's the buy-in, right? You got to get you got to get stronger, bigger, stronger, faster, and our guys are doing that. No question, man. You look at that dude; he walks in the in a room. And you're like, wow, you know, he he has the the height, the weight, all the measurables, but he needs to decide if this is what he wants to do, and if he ever decides that and that light goes off, he can be a great player. But I can't want it more than him. Coach Sweeney can't want it more than him. He has to make a decision that he wants to do it. Uh, just to be consistent, just to be able to get on the field, and I can trust those guys. I want to be able to, when I put them on the field, not have to worry, if, uh, you know, are they going to execute the play? Uh, I want to know for sure that I can count on them in any situation, any position on the field, whether it's, you know, near the goal line or whether they got to go 100 yards or 90 yards, whatever the situation is, I want to know that they can execute. And so that's – I think that's the big deal, all right? I can't have mental errors on the, in the practice field and then, it, you know, for these guys expect on game day that you're going to play. It's not going to happen. If you're not going to get the job done on the, on the practice field, then you're not going to play. I've gone in a couple of years ago just playing three guys because of the inconsistency of the backups. So I just – I just need I just need those guys. I need Zaire to understand if you're gonna play for us, you gotta you gotta do things the right way. You gotta know what to do, right? And that's why I was talking about early assignments, alignments, assignments, right? You know what you know how to line up. Okay, you got a chance. You know what your assignment is. You got a chance, and that's what that's that's the buy-in. Yes, yes. That's why we're in spring ball, right? He's, he's doing a good job, you know. He's, uh, he's learning. He's never played a whole lot of football. He's come from a small high school, and so he's still developing. But I, I, so far I've been pleased with his, his, uh, his progress. He's not where I need him to be, but he's moving forward. And, and that's my job as his coach, to find ways to help him to execute what we need. And so we've been doing a lot of walkthroughs. Uh, we've been doing a lot of meetings in the room. Um, and just trying to find ways, how do my guys learn? And, and uh, you know, just spending a lot of time walking through things and talking through things and, and uh, putting them on the board, right, so they can truly understand what they need to do. And, and the, the other part is understanding the why. Why are you doing what you're doing? <laughs> um, oh, I don't know. That's uh. Good question, man. I think I've seen a lot of 12 personnel. And so our guys being able to play over the tight ends a lot. Um, the guys are, you know, I think they're, they look like they're, from my perspective, they look 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 excited about playing in that offense. Um, but I don't know, man. You know, I've been, I've been so locked in on my dudes, trying to make sure they know what to do. I do what I've what I've seen so far is my guys being able to play over the tight end and attach tight end situations, and um, you know, like I said, the twelve personnel. But I just been really focusing on 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 my position. To be honest with you. Right. I think you always feel like you got a lot of work. I mean, you, you think about Miles and KJ, uh, they played a lot of snaps and, and guys that you could trust to go out and play and execute at a high level. And then you come in the spring, and that's what spring is for, is to get the young guys ready. But you come in, you don't have XT, you don't have Maskell. Now you, you got Cade. And, but, you know, I came in the spring excited, man, really to have an opportunity to get these guys some reps and just to see what they could do. 
every guy, every guy on that uh, and from my position have played have, have gone against the uh, the first team, right? Because I rotate them all, and so I did that so I can really get a true evaluation who can play on Saturdays, and uh, you know they've uh, they've shown me a few of them that they could do it. They can play on Saturdays. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, he can play. He can play. He can play day one. All right, so um, you know you got to earn the right to play, right? And if you're a starter, you got to you got to continue to do the things so you can remain a starter. But if you're a young guy, man, you got to be pushing. You should be pushing every day to get in that starter role, and you do that by making plays. You got to be productive. You know, I don't want a guy there that's you know grading out ninety percent. But it's not productive. I'll take a guy that's sixty-eight percent, but man, he's he's productive, and that's what football is about. You know, I want the sacks, I want the turnovers, I want all of that, right? I don't want a guy just, hey, coach, I'm just doing my job. Yeah, that's fine, but be productive doing your job as well. Does that make sense? Well, I mean, you know, we got high expectations, we got goals, man, and. We didn't reach them all. We there were some sacks that we didn't get, some turnovers we didn't get, and you know there was misalignments, misassignments, things like that. And so, it's my job is to make sure my guys are detailed, right? I want to I want to make sure I do my part, and I you know that we're not the problem from a defensive standpoint. We're gonna hold our end of the, of this job. We're gonna do our job. We're gonna do it consistently. I owe that to my head coach. I owe that to the rest of my defensive staff. And so my job coming in is to be focused, dialed in, demanding, get my guys to play at a high level. If, if they're not playing at a high level, then I need to find some other guys that want to play at a high level. But we're going to be consistent. We're going to be physical, and we're going to do our job. And we're going to do it at a high level. Wes says you're emphasizing turnovers this spring. Yep. How do you practice emphasizing turnovers? Well, you just got to do it, man. We got different drills that we do but pre-practice. Uh, if the if the running back is running, you know you got to come behind and try to punch the ball out. You got to you got to do the things that we've been working on. But that's been the goal is to get more turnovers, and it's been good, man. It's been it's been really good how we changed uh, this off season, how we're doing things in practice, and and turnovers is a focus. You know, uh, pass rush is a focus. Uh, being strong at point of attack, being physical, those are the focus. And uh, if we just we just got to continue to do it, and it's like muscle memory. You do it in practice, man. You're gonna do it in the game, and that's what we got to get out of our guys. Uh, I don't I don't know if he's different. I just think he um, he is uh, holding people accountable, and that's coming from the head man. You know he's. He, we all we all got to be held accountable. There are things that we got to do from a staff standpoint. Um, you know, Coach Sweeney he called me and told me what I needed to do. We all went through it, and and I heard him loud and clear. And um, I'm a competitor. I want I want want what's best for my guys, and uh, I love my job, right? And I love football, and so I'm gonna get the guys that that want to play. Um, and play hard, and I'm gonna demand it. And if you don't do those things, then you're not gonna play for me. I'm gonna go get somebody else. And that's how you do it. I, I, it's always been that way, right? You got to get guys to play, and play fast, play physical, get on and off the field, do the little things, and um, that's what we got to do. Yeah. Keep watering the bamboo. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. From a defensive standpoint, when I played football, college football, the way I got on the field was from special teams. Too many times these kids are thinking they can come right out of high school and get started in college football. It does not work that way. Right? And so the, the role of a coach is to help identify what they can do. Right, you got to learn how to play special teams. That's what we need you. I need him to learn how to play punt, punt return, 
all the things on special teams. And if you start having flashes and you start doing things on special teams, you get noticed. Now it's like, okay, now I can, I can try, maybe put him on, on some defense. But these guys come in, man, they want to play defense right away. Learn to play special teams. I got my start playing special teams. I got to the NFL playing special teams. I didn't start my career, starting in my career until like year seven, right? That's when I started. But I, I got I got an NFL team by playing special teams, right? I played at Alabama by playing special teams. And that's what I'm going to help my guys with. And, and, and that's what I've been doing. Like, look, man, you got to help us on special teams. Okay, really interesting stuff on a lot of levels there, if you're paying attention. I appreciate Debo Sweeney allowing all these assistants to sit down with us. Allows us and you all to learn a lot more about this football team and program. Appreciate the support of our sponsors for helping make this happen. And also thanks to every one of you for listening. Appreciate it. Cheers.